I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All right, welcome to the expanded Inside Sources. If you're thinking to yourself, that does not sound like Boyd Matheson, you would be correct. For the next two hours, you get me, Kate Clunt, and my co-host, Scott Simpson, and we'll be filling in for Boyd from 1 to 3 p.m. on KSL News Radio. Good afternoon, Kate. Good afternoon. Scott, why don't you tell our friends what you do? Well, I'm the CEO of the Utah Credit Union Association. I spend most of my time kind of advocating for that industry in the public policy arena. And I am the Government Affairs Director for the Utah Association of Realtors, and we are pretty regular hosts on KSL at night. Um, so we're going to be talking about some really awesome things for the next two hours, but we're going to start with the landmark decision. The Supreme Court has ruled to overturn Roe v. Wade, the case that established abortion as a constitutional right. Yeah, it seems like it. it I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks, and it's like the, the biggest news event of maybe the decade, um, at least – Supreme Court ruling of the decade, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe the last half century that brings us together this morning. But we, it's important for us to get to the inside sources. And we're lucky enough to have with us on the phone uh, Congressman John Curtis from Utah's third uh, congressional district. Congressman, thank you for joining us on Inside Sources. I'm happy with you, Scott. Kate, hello from D.C. Hey, uh, so, Congressman, I, I I suspect this has been a, a busy morning for you. Can you give us first? I think the listeners would be interested in your reaction to the ruling. You've obviously released a statement. Could you want to give us your sense uh, of what you experienced today? Well, I, it's you know it's interesting because first of all, and, and for me, this is a, a cause for celebration. And my wife and I have frequently talked about this over the years and wondered if this was ever possible. In the backdrop of being here in D.C., of course, um, as I walk to the Capitol, I can hear the chants on the Supreme Court steps and the sirens, and there's, you know, uh, right uh, squads have been called out, and it should probably should surprise no one uh, that there's a lot of angst today as well. What what kind of conversations are you hearing on the Hill today? Well. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting because we all several weeks ago found out this was coming. I think that's changed the nature of the discussions a little bit. And I think uh, for, for those who have seen this as a problem, as uh, uh, pro-life, this is a great cause for celebration. And, of course, those are most of the people I hang around with here in D.C. who are very pleased today. Congressman, President Biden has made the case that the next step is for Congress to codify Roe. Is that something that you're hearing conversations about? Is there any chance of that happening? Zero. And it's not even a conversation in Congress. It's, I think, an example, once again, I mean, how often does our president say that, that he's going to do something with executive orders or Congress is going to do this? There's, there's, I, I can't see any, any way that, that that happens. Now, you know, who knows? I could be wrong. But I just don't see that uh, happening. 
what policy decisions do you think will come? What discussions will come as a result of this ruling on Capitol Hill? Well, I think it's important that all of us on both sides of this uh, sit down and talk about women and what support they uh, they need if they're going to uh, to have an unwanted or an unexpected pregnancy. Look, I'm all in for that. I think that's a very important discussion to have. Uh, what, what resources as a, as a community, as a city, as a state, as a, as a country should we be providing? Uh, I think that's a really important discussion. Now that this goes back to the states, uh, Utah has a trigger law, and so we, we kind of know already where we're going to head. But what kinds of policies and laws do you think our elected leaders in Utah should be focusing on now that this decision has been passed down? Well, as I understand the trigger law, I think it's pretty spot on. Um, now, it doesn't mean that the, the, the state legislators won't find a reason to refine it uh, from time to time. I have amazing confidence in them. Uh, they're much closer uh, to the uh, to the people than I am on this. And so I, I, I'm fully confident that they'll be able to uh, enact their trigger law and then uh, deal with it as circumstances warrant. Congressman, what, you know, you're kind of a, I've always felt that you're this statesman. You've, you've, you know, in a textbook sort of way that this ability to manage your tone, not get too, you know, amplified in talking about the tough issues. This seems like this does nothing but invite that that amplification. You know, the the unbelievable sure. passion, and you, you know, you can hear it outside the window there. I. What do you think we need to do as as uh, participants sure. in this well, election? First of all, thank you. I consider that a high compliment. Uh, second of all, I do think it's very important to just like take a deep breath. There are there are, there are many states who will allow abortions. So those who are, are pro-life, the, the job's not done. Those who are pro-choice, it's unrealistic to say that, that women no longer have access to abortion. Uh, it, you know, so I think once again, this this dialogue tends to gravitate towards things that just aren't the case. And so I think a realistic conversation about what we have and what we don't have is a good place to begin. Congressman John Curtis, uh, representing Utah's 3rd Congressional District, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, uh, Scott and Kate. Best to both of you. Kate, um, you know, this is – the congressman brought up um, this sort of hopeful tone that – and this celebration, but it, it's interesting because this this is going to bring out tension like very few issues have in in the nation, obviously. But even here, um, you know, I've I've seen today Salt Lake City's mayor, uh, others that have spoken about this in totally different terms. Yeah, I agree. And even just looking through my own social media, which I would like to be congratulated. I think it's very brave of me to get on social media today. today. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> but even looking through my own social media, I have a variety of friends who think so differently about this topic. And the one thing that I'm a little bit disappointed to see is this oversimplification of what this means. Because if you think that this is like either all good or all bad, I think that you are the problem. <laughs> Right. And you need to have a little more compassion and you need to learn a little bit more from both sides as to why this is such a complex issue. It's important for us not to be lazy on issues like these. I agree. Because it's very nuanced. There are lots of things. Now, you you know, this has we we use it, these hyperbolic terms like, um, you know, this has completely been cut off, that constitutional rights have been taken away. Uh, That's true. There has been a change here. But but. 
you know, only ha- it's estimated that only half of the states are going to have any kind of restriction at all. Um, and believe me, I get it that, um, you know, there are folks that will never have the opportunity or that will struggle to have the opportunity to experience or to, to seek the kind of health care that they may want to in some other state. I know that it's incredibly complicated, but it's just this is about this is like a state's rights sort of you know there's libertarian notions to this what what is true liberty what is governing by the people you know what what does the constitution really say about states you know controlling dialogue so yeah very complicated issue yeah and you know it, it, when my dad and I would debate as a high school when I was in high school I think I would call it arguing he would call it debating oh. um but he would always warn me not to argue against my opponent's weakest point and I think that particularly in or in to argue against their worst argument, for yeah. example. And so I think particularly with this debate, that is what you just see going back and forth over and over and over again is each side picking the worst argument that the other side has and just doubling down and getting angry about it. And I think that it's it's really, really important if you are a, a person today who cannot understand why people would be upset that this was overturned. Take a moment to find one of those people and ask them. And if you're someone who doesn't understand, people would be happy. Take a moment and find somebody to ask them because you're missing a huge piece of dialogue in that instance. And and that strikes me that it's probably not going to happen in a tweet. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 yeah an actual conversation. Yeah, I agree. Well, coming up, now that the abortion law is being turned over to states, what's on the horizon as far as child care policy? Patrick Baum from the Ethics Public Policy Center joins us next. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.